Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. Our mission is a heart for people and a message of Jesus. We hope you are encouraged in your faith through this message. Thanks for listening. So let me ask, have you ever felt judged before, like judged by somebody that you know? Or how many have ever felt misjudged? How did that make you feel? Now you can imagine in 37 years of ministry here in Waukesha, there have been a couple of occasions where we've done something in a service here that somebody hasn't been happy with. And then they'll let us know that there's a displeasure or that they're leaving as a result of that. In one occasion, I'm thinking about um, a friend, and this was a friend of mine. We'd done um, groups together. Um, they had something that had bothered them that was done in a service. So, of course, I, I called them up and I said, hey, I heard that um, something happened that you weren't happy with. And they proceeded just to tear into me. They said, God, you are such a compromiser. You listen more to the spirit of Satan than you do to the spirit of God. And I'm just kind of like, whoa, like, like, you know, you know my heart. I mean, you know our heart here at Fox River, our heart for Jesus. And they said, well, we thought we did, but we have determined that that's just not right. And we are going to disassociate ourselves with you and with church. And that's how that phone call um, ended. Now, how do you think I felt, right? I felt judged. I felt wounded. I also felt like taking up the sword of the spirit and going like, um, you want to talk Bible? Like, I'll talk Bible with you. Like, you know, I know things that have gone on in your life. But fortunately, I didn't. At least on this occasion, I didn't. Jesus has some words of life for us this weekend that are going to not only help us personally, but they are going to help with our relationship with God. They are going to help with the furtherance of the gospel. That is so powerful that it is going to make even this difference in our lives. The difference between this picture and this picture. You see, at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, those that hear these words of mine and do them are like an individual that built their house on a rock. Those that hear these words of mine, but don't do them, it's like somebody that's building their life on the sand. And building on the rock, in this series that is coming right out of the Sermon on the Mount, on the rock is going to help us to have our lives established in a way that we don't see this great tragedy taking place. If you've never read the Sermon on the Mount before, maybe Jesus' greatest recorded um, message of all times. It's found in Matthew chapter five, Matthew chapter six and seven. And as I said, if you've never read it before, I want to encourage you this week to read through the Sermon on the Mount. Probably take you like 15 minutes. And once you've read through it, read through it again. And once you've read through it again, I want you to read through it again because you are going to continue to be amazed, blessed and helped and all that Jesus has for us in here. And if you've read it before, let me encourage you this week to read it again, because I know that there's gonna be something fresh and there's gonna be something very, very helpful for you in it. 
We're toward the end of Jesus' message here in Matthew chapter 7. And so if you have a Bible with you, if you can pull one up on your phone, I want to encourage you to go there and then keep it open because we're going to read a little bit and then um, come back to um, Jesus' words in a couple of moments. He starts out in verse number 1 saying, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way that you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure that you use, it will be measured to you. And why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? And how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's side. Now again, keep your Bible open there. A couple notes that we want to take in it. If you ask a person today why they're not a Christian or why they don't want to go to church, what they would have against Christians, there are two top criticisms that always um, come to the top of the charts. The first one is, well, it's because that there are hypocrites in church. And second of all, it's because Christians are just so judgmental. Now, maybe you've heard these. Maybe you've said these before. Anyone that uh, Christians are judgmental, Christians are hypocrites that way. And you're like, and I just don't like that. Well, let's be clear. Jesus said, I don't like it either. In fact, these are the two things that he addresses here as he opens up one of these um, important truths to be able to help us to navigate some of the more difficult areas of our life. Jesus starts out by saying this, do not. I do not judge. What I want you to do, if you would please, is to write the word judgmental in your Bible there. So over judge, I want you to write, do not be judgmental. Because it's really important to understand what it is that Jesus has to say to us here. You see, Jesus isn't saying here, I don't want you to be discerning. He's not saying that I don't want you to be able to look at the fruit or the evidence of what's going on in a person in their life and to be able to make assessments from that. He's not saying that I don't want you to be able to judge what is right and wrong based on the word of God. He's not saying those things at all. In fact, Jesus is pretty clear that he wants us to be able to judge with a righteous judgment. But what he is saying is this. I don't want you to have or maintain a critical or a judgmental spirit. I don't want you to pretend like you know what is in somebody else's heart. I don't want you to set yourself up as the judge to be able to condemn somebody and to do what only God is able to do. I don't want you playing God in somebody else's life. Jesus is saying, and I want you to be so aware the boomerang principle in your life. I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to be able to throw a boomerang before. The first time I had the opportunity, I was with a friend of mine. We were at a camp and he had a couple of really nice boomerangs. And he said, you want to give this a try? I'm like, sure, I'll do that. And so he, he showed me how to hold the boomerang. And he said, I just want you to take it and just kind of easily toss it out in um, front of us that way. 
So what did I do? Of course, I took the boomerang in my hand and I threw it as hard as humanly possible. And that boomerang took off and you could just see it going in the air. And then I watched and it began to make the turn. And I'm thinking like, this is so cool. And I watched the boomerang as it was coming, zoom, 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 right back at us. And at the last minute, I'm like, get out of the way. And we both stepped out of the way. And I kid you not, that boomerang came back and it went zoom. And it stuck right in the ground where we were standing. And I'm thinking, that is so cool, so dangerous, so, so fun that way. You see, the principle of the boomerang is this, that what you throw out is coming back at you. Let me give you a little insight here. You listen to what a person says. You listen to a person and they're, they, what they shout loudest about, about others, is usually what is residing in them in their life. Word of advice, don't throw a boomerang at home. I mean, just nothing good happens if you take a boomerang and you throw it around your house that way. It just breaks things. Honestly, I wish that the principle of the boomerang wasn't true because so many times I've found in my life that that which I am throwing out is not that which I want coming back at me again. When we take and we throw out a criticism, when we throw out unkind words, when we throw out angry speech. We throw out a critical spirit. That is what always comes back to us again. And Jesus said, I want you to be so aware of it. He didn't say it might, but this is a principle that is established in heaven. Just like you mark it down as a law of the universe. Jesus said, with the judgment that you judge others, that's the judgment. That's the measure that's coming back at us. Remember the principle of the boomerang. Don't be judgmental. Jesus also said, and I don't want you to be hypocritical. Don't be a hypocrite. In fact, with the Sermon on the Mount, four different times, Jesus says, don't be a hypocrite. Now, I want to remind you, the Sermon on the Mount is written to followers of his. It's written to Christians. Christians don't be judgmental. Christians don't be hypocritical. It is so easy to be able to fall into those traps. Now, judgment and hypocriticalness, they actually go hand in hand etymologically. That is, in their root words. You see, the word Jesus used for judgment in the scripture is the word crino. And it simply means to judge. The word for hypocrisy is hypocrino. Crino, judge. Hupo is a prefix. And what it does is it either intensifies the word it's connected to or it flips the meaning of it. So a hypocrite is either the person that is a hyper-judgmental person that sets you up with hypocrisy in your life or it's a person rather than a judges righteously, it flips it, they're an unjust judge. They act in one way 
while saying something else, just the opposite of what you would expect from a just or person that is giving good judgment that way. So what does Jesus say? He says, in both these cases, he said, don't do it. Don't be judgmental. Don't be hypocritical because when we are, it blinds us. It incapacitates us from being able to do good and help others. And Jesus drives that point home when he talks about the speck and the plank. If you've ever had a speck in your eye, you know how distracting that can be. But having a plank in your eye, well, that'd be a completely different story. And Jesus is using hyperbole here, but he's grounded it right back to reality. I learned this um, one time when I was in uh, college. I was actually teaching stage fencing. So those who were in a stage play, I was, I was teaching them how to fence or to use a sword on stage. And we're up there doing that. We didn't have eye protection at the time. As you can figure out, this story is probably not going to end well with that kind of statement in there. But I showed the person that I'm working with how easy it was just to take the sword and to be able to disarm or to take the other person's sword and just flip it out to the side. When I did that, they were so flabbergasted and taken back that they just flung their sword out in front of them. And when they did, it went right in to my right eye. Now, fortunately, it didn't go through the eyeball, but it, but it hit just at the side of the eyeball and it went around it and up into my skull. When that happened, all I, I saw this bright flash of light. I thought that I had been electrocuted, like 10,000 volts running through me. I dropped to my knees, completely incapacitated. I mean, kick me in the groin 10 times before you stick a sword into my eye. I was in no, case, in no place to help anybody or to be able to tell another person what they needed to do or how to get a speck out of their eye at that point. Jesus is saying, so don't do it. It is only going to put you in the place where you can't help anybody. In fact, it's going to put you in a place of hurt in your own life. Don't. Instead, Jesus said, but I want you to do. If your Bible's still open, we're going to look down just a little bit further. In fact, we're going to read this together in verse number 12. Let's all read it together. So in everything... Do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Let's read it again. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. This is often referred to as the golden rule. Now in almost every religion, every philosophical system, there is the negative stating of this. Um, there was a very famous rabbi in Jesus' day. And he said, uh, Rabbi Hillel, he said, what is hateful to yourself, do not do to someone else. Confucius put it this way. What you do not want done to yourself, do not do to others. And then the Greek philosopher Epictetus, he said, what you avoid suffering yourself, do not afflict on others. Now, Jesus takes 
and completely flips this around. He radically changes it with the golden rule. When he said, here's what I want you to do. He goes from don't do to do. And the difference between that is the difference between traveling by foot and traveling by car or traveling on the road and traveling in the air. It is huge, the difference that's there. The difference between do not hate your neighbor and love your neighbor. Think about the, the difference between do not assume the worst in somebody with assume the best in someone. I mean, isn't that just like, that's an incredible difference that's going on. And this is what is so missing today in our society. That the willingness to do for another person that way. See, Jesus is telling us to accept people, but he's not saying accepting means that, that necessarily you approve of everything in their life or that you're turning a blind eye to you know, that which would be sin that way. Jesus didn't do that. Jesus was accepting of all, yet at the same time, he was very clear in pointing out that which was sin in an individual's life. We're also gonna open this whole thing up with unity um, in August. I'm so excited about what we've got in front of us um, you know, coming up, so you're not going to want to, um, to miss that. The golden rule, and by the way, do you know why the golden rule is called the golden rule? There was an emperor, Alexander Severus. He wrote these words of Jesus, do to others what you want them to do to you in gold on the palace wall. Hence it became the golden rule. That's a pretty good decorating tip too, I think. So if you're looking for something at home, I mean, you know, like get that up there. That's the message that we want to keep in front of us. And what Jesus has done with this is he has taken the boomerang principle and he has now empowered it for the good that it could bring to us in our lives. He's saying, that which you want done coming back to you, that is what I want you doing to others. That which you want done to you in your home, make sure that that's what you're doing to others there, the way you want to be treated. That which you want done to you at work, make sure that's what you are doing, that's what you're putting out at work to other people that are there. Now, I think everybody would agree. This is like this really important teaching, really helpful teaching that's there. But we've got to guard ourselves that we just don't go, boy, that was, you know, that was good teaching there and leave it at that. We want to make sure that we are, that we are um, integrating this, that we're activating this truth of Jesus in our lives. Because that's the difference, again, between the house and the rock and the one that can, is built on the sand and doesn't stand up as life's pressures come upon it that way. So here's what we need to do. First of all, if, as we look at ourselves, we look at the beam in our own eye, if there is judgmentalism, if there is hypocrisy in our lives, then we need to acknowledge it, confess it before God and others, seek forgiveness, and turn away, to, to, to forsake that. And I might ask like, 
how do you know? I mean, how do you really know if you're being judgmental? Because I don't think I'm being judgmental at all. Here's what I say. Here's what I'm going to suggest that you do. I want you to go home, and if you're married, I want you to ask your spouse, am I being judgmental at all in my life? Is there any areas of hypocrisy that you see in my life? And whatever you hear, do not argue with. Do not judge the person that is speaking the words of life back to you. Go to a friend, a friend that's willing to speak truth to you and say, do you ever see any judgmentalism in me? Do you ever see any hypocrisy in me? And then listen. And if there is this affirming, then just ask God for forgiveness and begin to turn from that right away because it is incapacitating us to be able to do, to do good, to help others, to live the lives we want to do. The other thing that we want to make sure that we're doing is that we are intentionally putting into practice the golden rule in our life. So here's what we're all going to do. Would you agree with me? Just nod your head this way. All of us this week, every day, are going to practice the golden rule. We're going to get up in the morning and we're going to purpose. Today I am going to do for another what I want them done for me. And at the end of the day, we're just going to be able to name. This is the thing that I did to somebody else that I would like being done to me, whatever that is. If you want a kind word spoken to you, then speak that kind word to somebody else. If you want somebody to buy lunch for you, go buy lunch for somebody else. If you want to, you know, have help in your life and help another person. I mean, you may buy the coffee from the person that's, you know, right behind you or lunch from the person that's coming up in the drive-thru that's behind you. Whatever it is that you would go like, well, that would be nice if somebody did to me. That's what we're going to do. And that's what I want to do for you right now as well. You see, if I... We're not a Christian. I would want for you to tell me the difference that Jesus could make in my life. I'd want you to tell me that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I'd want you to tell me that Jesus is risen, that through receiving Christ, that I could become a child of God. I want you to tell me the difference that Jesus could make in my life and in my family's life so that I might trust him, so that I might have life and life to the full. And that's what I want to share with you. If you are a Christian, I would want for you to tell me how God works in my life through obedience. We've been talking about believer's baptism. Jesus asked for every believer to acknowledge the fact that they have trusted him as Savior outwardly through this means of believer's baptism. He asked every single one of us to be baptized after we believed with believer's baptism. Now, why does God bless obedience? Why does God work in, the, in our lives the way he does? I don't know. That's a, that's a God thing. And I'm not sure exactly how God is going to work in your life as you say yes to Jesus and obey him. I just know that in some way he is going to do that. And that's what I'd want somebody to tell me. So that's what I want to share with you as well. And if you want to get baptized in just a couple of weeks now at our outdoor baptism, use the QR code that's in front of you and you can just sign up for that or stop by um, next afterwards um, from our baptism meetings that are there. If um, you're going to be gone in a couple of weeks, you go like, but I know I need to do this. Still use a QR code and we'll work with you to find that time to be able to do that. These words of Jesus will be life changing if we put them into practice. His bottom line, we are going to do to others 
that which we would want done, we would wish done for us in our lives. Ready to go out and experience the grace of God and Jesus' words put into practice? Let's do it together. Should we pray? Jesus, the first thing that we want to ask are for those that are here and they realize I've never trusted Jesus Christ as my savior. I mean, I've known about him, but the need to call upon Jesus Christ, asking for your forgiveness, Lord, for you to be my personal Lord and savior, that is just so clear to me now. And that's exactly what I'm asking to do. And if that's you today, I just want to ask you, would you just acknowledge that, lift up your hand, acknowledge that online for us right now? That's a wonderful thing. Jesus, we want to continue our prayer with this affirmation of obeying you. Obeying you in the golden rule. Obeying you in not being judgmental to avoid hypocrisy in our lives. To obey you in the things you ask us like believer's baptism. Thank you, Jesus, that you love us and we love you. Pray this in your name. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. Visit us online at foxriverchristian.org or check us out in person. Thanks again for listening to the Fox River Podcast.